This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred seven pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. It is Monday night here in San Diego. It's feeling. Like even later, like late, late, late night with this time change. It's only like an hour difference, but it just feels like it's midnight. It feels like it's dynamite after midnight on the Andrea K show. Um, but I'm still energized and excited to share this time with you. And it's just such an honor to me every time I sit down at the microphone to just have you guys anybody out there listening hopefully it's somebody out there besides just Todd because he's paid to sit here and listen to me and speaking of that I got DJ Carrot Sticks Todd in the booth yeah. yay and you know what Todd I'm gonna keep it just between you and me what happened this this weekend okay oh, I'm not God. gonna tell anybody what happened okay <laughs> but I hope you all had a wonderful Halloween Hey, few ways to be a part of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. Like my fan page. And guess what? I'm also on Instagram. I'm rocking the social media. I'm upwards. I think I got like 127 followers now on Insta. Wow. Woohoo. Give me a woo woo. Woo <laughs> Is that just pictures or is it text also? Well, you can comment with it, but I think, you know, I I just got on Insta the other day and, and I think there may be more you can do with it, but I think it's basically pictures with comments. What I do like about it, like tonight when I did my donut picture that I always do, I actually did it on Insta first and then you can share more um. easily onto Twitter and Facebook from there and you get a, like a lot of the same hashtags I guess I'm new to it I mean I'm such like a social media loser I mean I, I mean people have been on Insta for years now and I'm just now on it but hey, anyway 127 followers in a couple of days that's that's pretty good well it beats eating bugs I suppose but I'm gonna keep on it because I mean the only thing I ever tend to take pictures of is donuts and bow okay so people are gonna get real bored real quickly on Insta of pictures of bow although I put a video of him up this morning because there I was trying to listen to some football analysis from my boys, Stephen A. and Skip Bayless this morning because my Saints won yesterday. Hello, even though the Chargers lost and Bo was just talking up a storm. I couldn't hear him. Um, anyway, I'm glad to have you all here with me. So follow me on Instagram, too, if you're on Insta. That's kind of the long story on what I was trying to get there. I'm trying to get better at my social media. Hope you all did have a great weekend and a great Halloween. Um, my Halloween hand and foot game didn't exactly turn out how I liked. Um, I thought if I could distract my opponents by rapping some Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre from the 90s, it might it might make my opponents so miserable that they might lose sight of the game and like lose but I ended up coming in fourth anyway in spite of my bad rap so anyway um speaking of bad rap a lot of bad rapping in terms of talking going on in that GOP debate last week just when I thought it couldn't get any worse than what Fox News did to the Republican Party it was even worse with what happened with CNBC and you know what I actually didn't get to see the entire debate because thank goodness I would have wanted to jab myself in the eyeball with with a, a a big pen, but I did see some of it. I was filling in on America Trends TV last week for the amazing, the one and only Dr. Gina. In fact, I finally got I got the clip from them today, so I'm going to uh, post that. Try to get it up on social media tomorrow. So if those of you who didn't get to see me on the show last week, 
uh, Wednesday hosting for Dr. Gina. You'll get to see it. But anyway, it was a travesty what happened. And finally, it looks as though the Republican Party is finally going to get a backbone and start dealing with the debate issue that we've had. Uh, You know, this is not the first time that a, quote, moderator or moderators played the gotcha game. It was far more of a, a, a of a worse situation, even with the Fox debate, than between Megyn Kelly and Trump. I, re, I reported back then it was just a hit piece in the entire Republican Party, even by Fox News. I really think that the Republican finally, okay, hat tip to Ryan Priebus that now he's you know he, he said we're not going to do this NBC thing that's coming up in February. ABC, I don't remember which one it was. Uh, so you know he's planning a little boycott. We've now got uh, the Republican Party, the different candidates in their campaigns, putting out their requirements of what they want to see in a debate. You know what? It, to me, it's so typical government, even at this, even in terms of campaigns. It, it's always complicated and regulations and control and, you know, set a Give them a topic. If you want it to be an economic debate, you put five things out there that are different economic topics. You give them 10 minutes each and you set a clock, have an intern do it. If the Republican Party, these things are supposed to be about disseminating information to the American public so that they can make an educated decision about who can solve the problems that we've got in this nation, who can turn this Titanic around. And we're just, it's become nothing but, you know, we've got even Republicans talking about Trump being just a reality show candidate, even the Republican Party inside of it are accusing him of that. That's all these debates are. They're nothing more than a really bad reality show. I got Della B coming up in the second half of the show. And we talk a little bit about reality TV there. It's like, you know, I got people that make fun of me because I like my reality TV. Well, you know what? If you're watching these debates, then you're watching reality TV. Because quite frankly, I think there's even a little bit more reality going on with the housewives than there is actually in these debates. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But um, one of the uh, in in terms of um, the debates going forward and kind of we've got poll numbers that we're going to talk about throughout the show as a result of the debates, because it's shifted a little bit as a result of that. We got Jeb. He's pressing the reset button after this debate, kind of like Hillary did with that reset button. Russia. Uh, we'll see if his reset's going to be, you know, more successful than that. So we're going to talk about that. Um, we got to talk about Hil- uh, about Miss Fiorina. Because, boy, she's punching back against some ladies in the media. And I'm not even talking about the debate here. We're going to talk about that. Um, We're going to go into a little craziness. We've got some other kind of random topics to get into, but I think you might find them interesting. We've got kind of the America Off the Rails segment coming up. Uh, So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But... was it? Did it come as a shock to anybody getting back to the debate? Did it come as a shock to anybody to find out that the CNBC executive who was overseeing the Republican presidential debate was the former Clinton White House staffer who used to work for Al Gore? Guy's name is Brian Steele, senior vice president of communications at CNBC. Oh, but there's no you, there's no left leaning bias. Last Wednesday night when I was hosting America Trends, I had Chris Hahn on from Fox News, and he's like, there's no media bias, and they ought to be able to answer tough questions. These weren't tough questions. It was stupidity. We've already talked about that. Well, you know what? How would the, you know, the, Dem, the Dems are coming out and saying, you know, um, the, the Republican Party, you know, they, they need to stop whining about this. Well, you know what? When Hillary Clinton is willing to stand up and be, and be in a debate moderated by Mark Levin, then you can tell the Republican Party to stop whining. And the Republican Party 
I like that they're pushing back in one way in terms of um, boycotting NBC, but they should be screaming right now. Romney should be coming out screaming right now and saying, you know, what took you so long, Republican Party? Let's include CNN in this. Let's let's do a little retroactive retribution on these liberal media outlets. And they also the Republican Party should be pushing back a little bit more because it did work. The Republican Party's pushing back, but not until after a narrative has already been created around Marco Rubio. Because while the Democrat debate on CNN and Anderson Cooper didn't, you know, I mean, they were, let me say it this way. They were harder on Marco Rubio for buying a boat and cashing out his 401k than anything that was asked about Hillary Clinton by Anderson Cooper about the Clinton Foundation and the millions and millions. It was like a, the Clinton Foundation is a money laundering scheme that even included uranium going to our enemies. No questions about that. But the big smoking gun about the Republican Party and a leading candidate, one of the top five, is... <gasps> He cashed out his 401k and had to pay taxes on it. That's not necessarily the smartest financial move. Well, the guy's paid his debts far more than anything. You look at Obama, who said back in 2007 when he was running for president, the debt, the debt that we have, you know, is, 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 you know, immoral to this nation. You know, well, look at the debt that he's running up here. So don't act, the Democrats acting like Rubio d- d- isn't fit to or doesn't have financial credibility to run this nation when you got that going on in the left. But you know what? It's kind of st- it's kind of already sticking to Rubio. We even have Republicans saying, you know what? It's a valid scandal. So, you know, the Republican Party really needs to get smarter than just now. They've got these new uh, demands that they've come up with uh, for the debate. Let me list to you some of uh, the demands that they've come up with. I mean, it's kind of on the level. You know, they, they, they hear they have an opportunity to get things back on track with these debates and make sure the American people are getting the information they need. And some of the criteria they're coming out with is kind of on the level of asking to make sure that, you know, somebody doesn't have the wrong flavored, you know, jelly bellies in, in their dressing room. Um, the, the temperature can't be, it has to be kept below 67 degrees. Um, they don't want microphones on during the breaks. They don't want reaction shots from members of the audience. They don't want to allow candidate to candidate questioning. Some of that's legitimate. But if we went back to some real old school, real debates, we wouldn't have the need for any of these regulations. This is this is the Republican Party going into liberal land with the regulations. We're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to get in a little bit more policy. We're going to get off this this debate stuff and we're going to talk about Jeb's reset button. We're going to talk about some policy issues because the reason why Rubio is coming under attack right now is because he's rising in the polls. But I got a problem with Rubio when it comes to immigration. And we're going to talk about immigration and amnesty when we come back. Hey, this is the Andrea K. Show right here on AM 1170. The answer. Don't change that dial. sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. 
Attention business owners, does the thought of hiring a lawyer make your palms sweat? Do you worry about the day a lawsuit, audit, or other nasty surprise could threaten your entire livelihood? Trade in the sweaty palms for peace of mind. Bellatrix PC's Peace of Mind Plan gives you a lawyer for a low monthly price. Plan your legal compliance, get advice, and prevent problems. Sign up now at peaceplan.biz. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Outsource your worries. Peaceplan.biz. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Thank you, Todd, for playing. This is the, we've been starting to do some uh, soundtracks lately. So uh, what did we do last week? What was the soundtrack we did? Um, we did Pulp Fiction and then last week was um, Easy Rider. Oh, Easy Rider. That's right. So this is Flash Dance Night. Just trying to keep keep y'all's energy up with this time change. And uh, I know who probably is really digging this Flash Dance music is my buddy Bill Gray. Hey, Bill. Hey, you. Hey, you. Hey, do you, do you like that? Be honest. What do you think of the soundtrack of Flash? Well, you were a big Flash dance guy back in the day, right? You like that movie? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> you, why is it guys won't admit that they like Flash dance? Um, I was forced to sit and watch that movie uh-huh. with a uh, lady friend, and I. I did everything I could to keep from eviscerating the contents of my stomach. <laughs> but besides, besides that, mm-hmm. um, well, besides that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? You know, kind of thing. Right. Um, so what's on your mind? Now, before the break, I was talking about the GOP debate and about how, you know, what happened and about how it's it's about strategy. That was my point. I mean, the GOP is always playing defense. They're always in reactive mode. Uh, Romney uh, it had a huge impact on the uh, uh, 2012 election, the what happened with Candy Crowley, and the GOP did nothing about it. Now we're going into, they wait until we're de- three or four debates in, in the primary season before they decide to deal with um, the media. And, you know... It's, it's big outrage. It's, 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 all, it's all funny. I mean, it's, it's blatant. I mean, it couldn't be more in your face funny. Yeah, but you know what? The Republican Party's let it happen. They were always on the reactive end of things. They're never proactive. They'd never, you know, come out in in front of something and prevent an issue. Just like now. And now, sure enough, these gotcha questions have allowed a narrative to go on from the beginning. They should not have even allowed it to become about Megyn Kelly versus Trump even after the first time. They should have come out and said, we're disappointed in Fox. Not because we don't want our candidates to take tough questions, but because we want them to be legitimate policy-based questions. So getting off the debate thing, I want wanted to get into some policy stuff because well before I do that let me tell you I don't know if you guys have been up on the polls 
because that kind of affects a policy. But kind of, um, I don't know if this is going to come as a surprise to you, Bill, but um, Iowa polls have just come out. Carson is still leading 28 percent, even after the debate. So these debates are not first. They're not really having the impact. Now, Cruz jumped. He jumped up into third place. He's the only one who's really had any any movement at all in the polls due to any of these debates, really. You've had Carson. Trump's been in the lead. Carson just took overtook him in Iowa because he's been focusing so much in Iowa. But, you know, these these polls really haven't had that. Um, the debates haven't had that much of effect on anybody but Ted Cruz. And it's interesting because it's it's because he did take on the media. And so these polls. I think these polls are are absolutely worthless. We're so far away from the election that um, this is just um, uh, it's, it's garbage. Um, you think it's garbage? You don't think it matters? You don't think it means something that go? You don't think it means something that outsiders like Carson and Trump are? are- oh, no, 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 no. That's that's entirely different. I think that the outsiders are are doing well because they're outsiders. Not because they have anything to do with the establishment. In fact, they are so far removed from the, from the establishment. Even Cruz is doing well because of his opposition to uh, to the rhinos, to the establishment. Right. Now, I, I, I'm not very much, in, but I just think it's way too early. So you would look at polls. The polls really don't mean anything um, to us. You know what they mean? They they actually mean something to the candidates, of, uh, of, so they can isolate what they're doing right. Well, let me tell you why it does really mean something, though, and to us as well, because what it means to the candidates is money. And, you know, Bertie Crocker, I don't know if you guys, uh, how many of you, I think most of my friends on Facebook are friends and Bertie, one of the smartest guys ever. And Bertie brought up a good point about Jeb. And one of the reasons why, I mean, everything about him is so anti-American in a sense, it's certainly anti-conservative, because what he tried to do early on was amass so much money that he could squelch his competition. Now you think about that. Bertie, that's such a brilliant point because conservatism is supposed to be about freedom. It's supposed to be about competition in a free market system. It's not supposed to be amassing so much power that you you stamp down and squelch any choices for others. And that's exactly what Bush was about. Did you hear about his uh, his new reset campaign what he's yeah. what he's the, yeah, that's, that's kind of like hillary clinton setting the reset button you know and say yeah I, I'm, I'm sorry but uh, jeb bush has, has uh, speeded up his reverse campaign um as fast as he can go he's, he's on his way out the door he's had to close offices and cut salaries the guy you know i'm sorry he's he was never right never wanted the job really um he was a rhino choice he's gone I don't know that he's gone. You know, I mean, I think it's still funny to 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 think about how he's he's certainly not going to go without doing his making his best shot. And and what's funny about what he's trying to do is every step of the way he's trying one. And one of the reasons why it's not resonating is because everything he's doing, Bill, is so not genuine, you know, like calling himself Jeb because he's trying to get away from from the name Bush. And now he's the now they they're calling his his um, reboot. They're calling it the Jeb can fix it tour. Jeb can fix it. Like, this is a man that you know he's never picked up a screwdriver in his life. Like, this is a man that can't even change a light bulb, and you just know he can't. So now he's going around saying, using bad grammar, like, I know I got to get better at doing the debate, he says. 
I mean, when I see I'm not doing some well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I know. And you know, it's all, it reminds me of me, my bad rap Saturday night trying to distract my competition in my card game by annoying them by with my bad like street language. That's what he's doing here. I mean, he says when I see I'm not doing some well. <laughs> Then, then I reset till I get better. It's like <laughs> I'm like embarrassed for him. I'm like <laughs> it kind of reminds me of when who's that actor from Shampoo? What's his name? Warren Beatty. When he did that movie with Halle Berry, and he like tried to dance and like tried to do rap or something. That's what it's like. I mean, it's so it's almost comical. But, you know, well, he, that, would, that would be like Walter Cronkite doing rap. You know? Exactly. Now, he's lost. Speaking of money, he's lost one of his biggest, uh, wealthiest donors who's now backing Rubio. Um, and, and Bush is such a liar. I mean, he's coming. He's doing such an Obama. You know, he's saying that he didn't know anything about that PowerPoint presentation, which was like 112 pages bashing Rubio. And another way that he shows in that, that he is. And, and the reason why, even if he goes away, the reason why it's still a problem for us as a party is because everything about him is where our party's at and we better not get even if he goes away we still got a problem because he represents what our party's about and what is he saying he's saying the problem with rubio is he's a he's just like obama and obama didn't have any experience he was a short-term senator that's not what the problem with obama was or is bill it's ideology it's the guy's a marxist so that's well, so that's where our party that the the who represents the republican party that's in the mindset they you know and you know why it's because they don't think there's anything wrong with obama's big government mindset and on top of it, uh, Romney saying that I'm not going to play off people's fears. I'm not going to prey on their angst. I'm going to offer solutions. You know, follow well, me. He's like, I'm not going to be nothing. about following me because I'm angry. That's not going to win the general election. Oh, so his reset is back to 2012, the Romney approach that didn't work, or all the way back to 2008, which was the McCain thing that didn't work. But even if he goes away, what I'm concerned about is, you, you know, <clears throat> that the devil's whispering in his ear are going to start giving that same you know, to whoever gets our nomination and put that stupidity in their head. Well, there's so many things that we have to worry about in our country right now. Um, the, in, the inflooding of, uh, of radical Muslims. Um, the, I mean, the things that are, that are happening here in our country are just not right. And the people need to stand up. Um, good old uh, Jerry Brown, Moonbeam, our governor here in California, uh, sign an assembly bill, uh, I think it was 1461, uh, the Motor Voter Act, which is, uh, now allows illegals to vote in California. Yeah. Now, that's a travesty, and not only is it a violation of our constitutional rights, but it is a travesty of justice. And this guy's going to try and get away with it. I mean, I... Well, what they're saying with the Motor Voter Act is they're saying that, you know, when they give the driver's license to illegals, that, you know, they're, they're, that it's going to be marked on the ID to where um, it's going to be supposedly not part of the voter registration um, aspect. So that they're not going to be a part of the voter registration, that it's going to be separate. But what they don't tell you is internally the way they set up the system is there's no way that they're going to be able to tell which driver's license numbers in the motor voter system are illegals. So they got a rent. They put a technicality in. And sweetie, if you believe that when I get some property west of town, but you have to wait till low tide. Yeah. Well, uh, they, yeah. They, I mean, hey, they already got they, they already got around it. And then they're going to. So, you know, they say, oh, there's no such thing as voter fraud. We know there's voter fraud. We know it's we know well, it's happened. It's a problem nationally. This is government. 
this is government regulated voter fraud on the American yeah. people. That's what this is. It's it's yeah, stealing yeah. the is the Democrat Party is basically stealing the elections right in front of the American people and they're doing nothing about it. And the, where's the Republican Party? Why why isn't why why is Ryan Priebus focusing on whether making sure the candidates get sixty seven degrees or less and not focusing on this? There there are so many things about the Republican Party right now that are upsetting. Um, their lack of spine in uh, dealing with Obama. I mean, they've given him everything since he's been in office. Um, And they don't even sell. They don't. Well, and and not even giving Obama everything he wants. They're so scared. See, this is why people do love Trump and Carson and Fiorina and Cruz, because these are the these are the Cruz and maybe not quite as much. But these are the candidates that are willing to be honest. Trump is saying, look, these people coming across our borders illegally have no business being here. They're coming here and committing crimes. They're trying to take our jobs from us and live off of us and suck us dry, bleed us dry economically. And it's got to stop. The regular Republican Party are too scared to say it. A report came out. I don't know if you saw this, Bill. And this is a, a report from an article from from um, Breitbart. It's talking about the, uh, the amnesty situation. Did you know? Now, we've I, I reported a while back that um, it's, a, it's a lie in terms of these illegals that are going to have to pay $33,000. You know, they're going to have to pay all these back taxes before they can earn their way to citizenship, which is a bunch of crap. Um, Senator Ron Johnson asked in a, in a meeting, he asked the members of the Social Security Administration, I don't know exactly who it was, uh, what the real deal was in terms of benefits. And um, basically... They will start these illegals that are going to be granted amnesty. Not only are they not going to pay the $35,000 a piece, but the Social Security Administration admitted that they will be allowed to collect benefits as early as uh, 2017. We're talking about every kind of benefit from disability to welfare, uh, you know, old age, survivors, every bit of it. People coming here to our country illegally. Now, supposedly, it's going to. It's only going to be sixteen thousand quote new Americans. Yeah, right. We got you. We you, do you believe that, Bill? That it's only me sixteen thousand? No, the actual number looks like it's going to hit six hundred ninety-five thousand, and even that's conservative. They are bringing people into this country illegally, Bill, and taking About money out of your year. pocket and 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 giving them benefits. A million a year. It was the was the number. That was uh, thrown out by uh, somebody, and I can't remember who it was in the Democratic Party. They want to bring a million um, people a year into this country, um, illegal, the illegals. Um, I, I'm still having trouble. They, they're, they're trying to ban the word illegal. Um, this, well, I'm gonna, let's use it. Let's use it. Illegal, illegal, illegal. If you're coming, if you're breaking the law to come here, you're here illegally. You're an illegal. You're not an undocumented person. You didn't lose your driver's license. If I go into Mexico and I, you know, I lose my my passport somewhere out, you know, riding a donkey, you know, that's undocumented. OK, because I'm, I'm, I'm there. You know, I went there illegally and I lost my my documentation, but they're coming here illegally. They're not undocumented. They're undocumented Democrats. <laughs> exactly. Well, Bill, anyway, it got any last thoughts? Good. Got any last thoughts before I have to let you go? Um, you know, I think the perfect ticket to what I'm seeing right now to beat the Democrats in fight of uh, all the dead people voting, um, I think is going to be Trump and Cruz. And the reason I say that is Trump is in your face uh, and will not take any garbage from anybody and is self-funded. And Cruz is literally 
a constitutional scholar. He's an extremely bright man and somebody that they don't want to debate against. You know what? I actually, when I was on Craig's sewing show going back, I think around the first debate, whenever that was with Fox News, he picked Carson Fiorina and I said Trump Cruz. And he was like, you know, you got to have the woman in there, the whole identity politics things. And he just loved how, you know, Carson's quiet, you know, because he's not bombastic. And I said, no, we need somebody fearless like Trump. And then we've with Cruz, what you've got is you do have he's he's brilliant, a constant. He nobody knows the Constitution in our government right now better than he does among those in the GOP. He, you know, so, and he's Latino. So you got the, you got, you got it all there in in my opinion. So, you know, this whole thing of, of Trump doesn't have the experience where you got it in Cruz. That's my ticket so far. That's my ticket. I agree. Have a good one. All right. Love you, Bill. As always. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Now we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got more to get into in terms of policy and ooh, and Fiorina, we got some fun stuff to talk about with her. So don't change that dial, folks. This is ooh, that's such a good song from Flashdance. This is the Andrea K Show right here on AM eleven seventy. The answer. But images reveal Want more, Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. That's me, baby. I'm a maniac on Monday nights. Right here on AM 1170, The Answer. This is The Andrea K Show. She's a maniac. 
Oh my gosh, that song reminds me. My niece and I, my niece, I have I have a niece. I have two nieces that are amazing singers, and one of them uh, actually auditioned for American Idol. And so we were down. We were just so punch drunk. We had to practically didn't sleep for two days. And we were down at the stadium, and um, we decided to get silly because they have these cameras that go around because they want to catch you, you know, doing dumb stuff and around the stadium. And so we gave them a little maniac from Flashdance, including all the dance numbers. So anyway, that's on record somewhere. I'm rambling. You know what? I'm punch drunk myself right now. It's it one hour difference, and it's like I'm I'm a crazy person here. Anyway, um, tonight's Monday Night Football. Got a little score update for me, Todd, before we go any further? Colts 20, Carolina 23. Yeah, Carolina's going to win. Two minutes left in the fourth quarter. All right, two minutes left. Um, I'm not really sure what to think of this Russian plane that's been shot down. There's questions tonight about, you know, did you hear about this, Todd, this Russian plane that... Uh, People coming back from vacation from Egypt, I guess the plane was shot down. And there's an ISIS group that's claimed re- responsibility for that. Um, you know, Egypt has a reason, has reasons for not wanting this to be declared a terrorist attack because, you know, it affects, there's vacationers that go to Egypt. I mean, I wouldn't feel safe going over there right now. So supposedly they're saying, um, the someone has said that it appears as though it was not external influence that took it down. A military expert was on Fox tonight. He says there is no surface-to-air missiles that could reach 30,000 feet that ISIS could have. Although then he went on to say, I think it was Schaefer, went on to say that the metal looked, it fanned out in a way that looked as though it could have been a bomb from inside that took the plane down. So um, I don't know to the family members who who are suffering loss because entire families were wiped out on this. And let me tell you, there is no greater... Grief is the common language that we all share. And to see the faces of these family members grieving tonight on Fox just about ripped my heart out. So I don't know how much it matters when you've suffered such a loss, what the cause of it was. Um, But people are really looking at this because um, um, there is speculation that it could be kind of a Lockerbie bombing kind of situation. So maybe if something comes up, up, some new information i'll have todd keep an eye out on drudge and maybe see if anything new comes up on that i doubt it it's so late tonight um so before the break we were talking about the gop of course and we were talking about the different candidates and you know yeah i like trump and cruz as my ticket right now um it doesn't mean that i don't still really dig carly fiorina i mean this is a woman every time you do get focused on one candidate or another then you see her come up and you go wow she is so amazing she is so fierce she is so brilliant she is so smart that as she said today she really is hillary clinton's worst nightmare and i don't even really know why people like myself and bill that i was just talking to are still not really ready to put her at the top of the ticket because when we are faced with a, a, a left-leaning media like we've got, when we're faced with so many low-information voters who know every reality show, we were talking about reality shows, most Americans you know, know every reality person out there, and it's like I posted this thing from Ben Stein earlier, we're a nation that worships celebrities now, but not God. Um, this, you know, we got, we can't take it for granted that the economic situation we're in right now and others means it's a cakewalk for the Republicans. Hillary will be running on the first, the historic president, uh, campaign of being the first woman president. And for some reason, Fiorina still, 
um, people aren't really ready to put her even in VP. Um, but I still think I'm not I'm saying I like Trump and in Cruz, but I'm not ready to say exactly that that's my ticket because I'm still looking at Fiorina. She was blasted blasted by the mean, nasty, vicious feminazi haints on The View in such a way that, let me tell you, if those had been conservative women and said something like that about Hillary or certainly about an, an African-American woman, they'd all be they'd all be out in the unemployment line right now. OK, but what they but they're going to get away with it because of who they are. But hat tip to Carly Fiorina for what she said. And if you're not familiar with what happened, I think Todd's got the clip. Uh, of that, if you can play that, Todd. She kicked off uh, her thing saying, you know, people tell me that I didn't smile enough during the last debates. She looked demented. I mean, she did not, her mouth did not downturn one time. She was like, Halloween mask. I love that. A smiling Fiorina. Can you imagine? Did you not Demented, a Halloween mask. Is, is there a re- double standard here, Ms. Fiorina, for Republican women? I, I can't imagine that they would say things like that about Hillary Clinton. Oh, you think? Yeah, I think there's a double standard. It's funny, you know, I was on The View several months ago. They said none of that to my face. There is nothing more threatening to the liberal media in general and to Hillary Clinton in particular than a conservative woman. So, of course, there's a double standard. And conservative women from Sarah Palin to Michelle Bachman to Carly Fiorina are long used to this. It will not stop me. It will not scare me. And maybe the ladies of The View, if I come back on again, let's see if they have the guts to say that to my face. I mean, talk about tough, man. She, you can't ruffle her feathers. And the way she comes back, I mean, she's, she's, she's strong in her comeback, but she's not, um, she, doesn't, she doesn't cross a line into being so nasty that it makes herself look bad. And they've invited her back. And which is kind of good on them that they're willing to do it. But I mean, really, they had to. I mean, damage control. What are they going to do? But then I love how she also in her response, she also turns around and talking about these idiots on the left. And as a woman, I get so angry. And I was on Christopher Hahn's show. I think it was Thursday. And, you know, I told him, I said, you know, as a woman and, and as a conservative woman, I'm so sick and tired of being pandered to by the left. OK, as though the fact that I'm a woman and have lady parts somehow makes me handicapped. OK, and that I just just some little handicapped person that just needs the left to control my life and tell me what I should drive and, you know, what I should set my thermostat in, in my home. So she nails it in terms of these feminazis and this whole, you know, women Equality, women's issues, crap. I, th- I think there's another clip, Todd. Oh shit! The second clip. One second. Uh, are these women out of touch? Well, I think what these women represent is a set of liberal feminists who believe that if you do not agree with them on their liberal orthodoxy that you don't count, that somehow you're not a woman. You see, I know that women represent half the nation, so of course our views are going to be as diverse as men's. I also know that unless and until women's potential is fully unlocked in this country and women have been crushed under the Obama economy, that we will not be as good a nation as we can be. And frankly, I am tired of being insulted by liberal feminists who talk about women's issues when the reality is every issue is a woman's issue, from the economy to ISIS to Russia to health care to education to the national debt. Women care about all of that. Yeah. I mean, what the heck is a woman's issue? What? I mean, what, what does that even mean? 
As though, as though if ISIS, as though if somebody from ISIS was going to come in here or gang of gang of terrorists were going to come through the door, that it was somehow is going to have a different meaning to me than to Todd when they when they whip out, a, a, you know, a sword and want to cut her heads off. What? Or as though if the 17 trillion dollar debt's going to destroy our economy, that that's somehow going to be easier or different or better or worse or whatever, or have some different meaning to me and Todd. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. And the conservative part of Republicans and the conservatives, she she basically articulates it. She owns this narrative. Part of the reason why we got sunk in 2012 with Romney and his binders of women is because we haven't had anybody that could counter that argument before. And we've got her. So shame on me and others who are not really getting behind her to the extent that we should at this point. You know, they marginalize her in the debates. They don't give her enough airtime. Every time she speaks, she nails it. And one of the things that, but I think she needs to go even a little bit farther. She's still a little pandering a little bit when, when she says that women's potential needs to be unlocked. Here's what I said to Chris Hahn the other day, and here's where I would like the Republican Party to go a little bit with it on. You know, Don Sherman, friend of mine here uh, on Facebook, and he lives here in San Diego, was saying, well, you know, the Republican Party really needs to get on board with doing something to help working women. And I'm like, you know what? Here's where I get angry as a working woman. When I worked in corporate America, my thing was, and I said, and I worked actually at one point on compensation packages um, on the team at Xerox for that. And I said, look, don't be talking to me. I'm a single woman who doesn't have any kids. You start trying to adjust compensation packages to give more benefits to a woman who's made a personal choice in her life to have children and get where she ends up getting more benefits than I do as a single woman who didn't make that choice. And you're going to have a problem with me and all the other single women who work here. You women out there, you want equality. Here's your equality. You shouldn't have any different compensation package at your employer unless they choose to give it to you. But don't be thinking the government should be mandating that you deserve any greater benefits over a single woman like me when I was in corporate America and didn't have any kids. And I'll tell you something else. This whole family leave stuff, it's hard. I got a 14-day-old niece that's easier to be around than Bo when he was a puppy, okay? Where's the puppy leave act for single people who have a puppy at home? So to me, let's knock this crap off. As a Republican Party, we're supposed to be about individual responsibility, individual liberty, and that extends to businesses. Stop this pandering crap with this woman woman issues and we got to do stuff to help working women hey you know you want we want to help a single gal who's out there trying to make it work you know it, for every dime you give some paid uh, working mom how about throwing a pair of Prada shoes or handbag to the single gal and getting the same benefits okay equal you want equality equality that's the message from Andrea Kay when it comes to women's issues we're going to take a break and we come back we got more to talk about on the other side it's the Andrea Kay show Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. 
Voted Union Tribune's Best Local Pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434. Or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Miramar Kitchen and Bath. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrew K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. You know what? If I ever did Dancing with the Stars, I would insist that at least one of my dances during that season would be to flash dance because I just love that. I, I used to burn it up out on the dance floor back in my single girl days. Anyway, we were talking about women's issues and the war on women and Hillary being the first woman president. You know what? She needs to be the first ex-secretary of state to be doing a perp walk going to jail. Okay. More's coming out about Benghazi. Like, we don't already have enough, okay? Earlier, um, um, we were talking about... uh, No, did I talk about Benghazi earlier? No, I didn't. Okay, we got more coming out about Benghazi. Three days after the attacks, um, a high-ranking official, I guess they've redacted his name. They're not going to tell us who this was. But he was at the U.S. Embassy in Tripoli, and he sends an email to Hillary Clinton and other State Department officials basically saying, look, there's nothing going on here about that video. It wasn't about the video. And what I'm concerned with is if you push the video and keep pushing the video, you're actually going to create a problem over here because it wasn't a problem here. So please don't push the video. Three days later, Susan Rice goes out on the Sunday shows. So now we know... She knew it wasn't about a video. And not only did she know it wasn't about a video, she intentionally pushed the video knowing that it was actually going to put more Americans' lives in danger. Now, to me, in in one way, it's like, well, what's the big deal here? Are we really learning anything new here? It should be just mounting more and more and more evidence to have this woman be put behind bars or at least, you know, a special prosecutor to investigate. I mean, something to hold her accountable. Four Americans died over there. We now find out that they intentionally uh, put other Americans at risk with this and nothing's being done. I mean, I, this was an obscure article I found somewhere today, and I'm not hearing the Republican Party screaming about this and about Benghazi. We're talking about a presidential campaign coming up. She's the front runner. She's going to get the nomination for the Democrat Party. And this woman has blood on her hands, and the Republican Party saying nothing today. They're still talking about, you know, the debate. I just don't understand this. Um, we've got Della B coming up next hour, and we're going to be talking about um, uh, Fred Thompson and the passing of, of, of Fred Thompson and how he was actually a part of the Watergate investigation. You know, we need officials today who care as much as we used to about truth and about holding people accountable for their actions. And it's just not happening um, right now with anybody. Um, the feel-good story of the day for me before we wrap up this hour, I'm loving what happened 
actually at a Polish football, well, soccer. Um, did you hear about this, Todd? There, you know, the, historically, you know, people, you know, make a lot of jokes about the Polish people. At least they used to before we became such a politically correct society. But let me tell you, these Polish soccer fans over there are about the smartest people I've seen in a long time. Smart and courageous because these people put a 50 foot tall and 75 foot wide banner basically calling out jihad calling out these quote refugees that are trying to invade their society over there calling them out on it this was a huge it was i mean put out i don't know how many people had to be involved in the laying out of this banner um but uh, it basically showed um saint george's cross wearing crusader he stands ready to fight against the the migrants which are the islamist and um, underneath that, it said, was another banner that said, while Europe is, is flooded with an Islamic plague. And then, uh, and then a second banner said under that, let us stand in defense of Christianity. And, you know, we got, we got our football over here um, getting all political over, you know, their idea of getting political here, I guess, is just to wear pink shoes, you know, and, and, and breast cancer. Over there, they're talking some real truth. I mean, when, you're, when you got a 50-foot tall, 75-foot wide banner calling out, um, you know, uh, Muslims, you got, some, you got some guts over there. In fact, um, in the depiction, they've got these boats that are labeled the USS Hussein, the USS Bin Laden, and the USS ISIS. I just wish they'd called one of the boats the USS Barack. So hat tip to them um, for that over there. We need to have that kind of mindset here. We need to have the honesty here in this country to say, no, we're not going to bring these refugees and these migrants over here to take over our society here. We're not going to allow them to come here and wage jihad against us. We know what their game plan is. We know it's about trying to conquer us and about destroy our society from within and, and you know, take us over and remove Christianity from our society so that they can get their Sharia over on us. This is what we need here. We need the government, the United States government to be to, to, to be saying this to be defending Christianity, because this is, I didn't know that, is, is, was Poland founded on Judeo-Christian principles? I don't know, but America was. Where's our elected officials? Where's our Republican Party? I love these, I love these guys. Now, Pam, Pamela Geller is reporting that in addition to, you know, the, the takeover from, from within the invasion, there's an economic jihad that's associated with it. I guess in Germany, at least this is according to Pamela Geller, that um, I don't know if you guys know that um, in in Sharia, they can have multiple wives. I mean, like the Saudi Arabian royal family, I don't know how many wives those people have. They've got hundreds of them now. They've Each man has so many wives and they've had, over the years had so many kids. Well, in Germany, as they let them come in and into their society, all the additional wives all get full benefits. So I absolutely expect that to be happening here. Remember that SCOTUS ruling that had to do with marriage equality? Well, don't you think this is the perfect logical next step for the left to say, well, you know, we have freedom of religion here. And under religion, you know, in Islam, they're allowed to have multiple wives. And so let's bring them here and give them benefits. That's where we're going. At least that's where the where the left would like us to go, because what they're doing is they are partnering. The Marxists over here on the left are partnering with the Muslims in Sharia to to take us over from within. They've got George Soros. That's what he's all about. He admitted 
when he was called out by the Hungarian prime minister, called him out and said, hey, because George Soros is from Hungary and the prime minister over there was like, look, you know, you and your you and your lefties over there, you know, have your own personal political agenda with why you're trying to force uh, force these migrants on us. We know what it's about. We know that they want to come over and take us over from within. Well, why would George Soros be behind all these Muslims? Because they all have the same goal. George Soros is a Marxist, just like Obama. The Muslims and, uh, and the sh- Islamists with their Sharia have the same goal. It's a centralized government with full control over its citizens. They're partnering in it. Only the left, like George Soros, are so stupid thinking, I guess, that in that partnership, he's counting on the fact that they're going to be 51% of the partnership when the reality is the Muslims ain't, ain't interested in anybody else having 51%. They want full control. So the left needs to wake up just as much as everybody else in this country. So how much we got to break? What's the score and the final score of the game? Uh, it's still 23-20. How much time is left? Uh, it's uh, Now it's going into overtime. It's 23-23. 23-23. Why do I care? Because I think the Saints are back. I think the Saints are making a move, baby. They beat the Giants this weekend. We're now at like three and four. Did Breeze throw seven touchdowns? He threw seven touchdowns this weekend. So, you know, Carolina is the big, because Atlanta lost against Tampa Bay this weekend. So when it comes to the division in the NFC South, you know, I need Carolina to lose tonight, in other words. So that's why I'm paying attention to that game. Um, I don't even want to talk about the Chargers. No. It's too sad. That hurts. You it know, hurts. Yeah. We got hurt. pulled from the Sunday night game. Uh, it's a flex game though, when we play Kansas City down, and, and they pulled us from that, so we're not going to be on the late game. Well, <laughs> well yeah. I mean, who who would want to watch? What are we, two and, what are we, two and four two now? Two and six. We're two and... We're not two... Is there any... Yeah, two and six. We're two and six. And the funny thing is that next Monday night's football game is us versus the Bears, and we both have the same record. I don't think anyone's going to be watching that game. I don't think I don't think the wives of any of the players are going to be watching that game. You know what, Chargers? Skedaddle. Go to Corona. You know, I mean, they're they're not playing with any kind of heart. I mean, I know they've been decimated with a lot of injuries, but they're just not really. You know, I'm done. And I don't like these owners. The best thing that could happen to us is the team leaves. San Diego retains the name of the Chargers. Years later, we get a new ownership and we get the Chargers back. Kind of like what happened to the Browns when they went to Baltimore. What? I, you lo- we're going to keep the name the Chargers, but yeah. not the team? The Cleveland Browns left to Baltimore, and they had to change their name to the Ravens. Years later, Cleveland got a football team again and was allowed to call them Browns and retain the history and everything. Oh, so they Okay. So that's, I think, the best scenario for us, us Charger fans. So they can go to Cor- Corona and call themselves the Corona Clowns. Okay, that's what y'all can do, because that's really what you are. But I would like to see Philip Rivers stay, but quite frankly, the rest of them can do it, because I love Philip Rivers. Hey, okay, this marks the end of the first hour of the Andrea K Show, but don't change that dial, peeps, because next hour we got Della B. We're going to talk about that. We've got some other hot topics to talk about, um, including some more shenanigans here in California. It's just like the crazy just never stops here. Hey, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Don't change that dial. The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. 
Here she is, Andrea Kay. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. This is hour two, right here on AM 1170, The Answer. KCBQ, love and sharing this time with you guys. Um, What were we talking about before the break? Oh, we were talking about football. Hey, guess what I'm doing tomorrow night, Todd? What's that? I'm going to my first hockey game. Awesome. Yeah, I've never been to a hockey game before. What? Who are you going to see? Well, the goals here oh, in San sweet. Diego. Awesome. I love the goals. <laughs> I've never been to a ho- I didn't even know San Diego even had a hockey team. Protect the nest. Yeah, it's like we're 80 at the 80 at the coast still in November. We got an ice hockey team. I don't even know where I'm going to be tomorrow night to watch this game, but I'm going with my buddy, Elisa Brent. So, you know, she invited me and her family's got, had a history in the, you know, hockey. In fact, I guess it was her uncle who brought ice hockey out here to the West Coast. He owned a team in... Uh, uh, Salt Lake City, Wow! I guess, years ago. So I'm super excited because I get to go to my first hockey game and I get to go with somebody who obviously knows the game and can explain to me what the heck's going on. You got to wear blue and orange. Why? That's her colors. Oh, okay. Now, how cold is it going to be? Like, do I really need to like wear a parka kind of thing or? You know, it's indoors. It's in the sports arena and it gets pretty packed. So it's not too cold, but you would need a light sweater. Mm-hmm. And right. It's a lot of fun. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I, I, the puck flies so fast, I'm probably not even going to be aware of even what's happening. But, you know, I'm sure there'll be concessions, maybe some nachos. I'm always, anytime there's liquid cheese, I'm happy. So, hey, I look forward to telling you guys how my experience was at my first ice ice hockey game. Hey, um, Veterans Day is coming up, right? Yes. Yes, on the 11th. So, you know that year round, though, we love our veterans and we love our military. I'm the daughter of two Marines. And I just have just the softest spot in my heart for anybody who ever or currently wears the military uh, uniform of the U.S. military. Um, not enough has been mentioned about our veterans on the campaign trail by anybody. And my, my man Trump came out with his his plan on uh, the VA in, t- in terms of what's going on there. You know, last week, Hillary made some news with the Veterans Administration scandal. When she said, you know what? I think the majority of the veterans are just, by and large, they're just pretty satisfied with their service. Of course, I think the 300-something thousand who died, um, I don't think they ever got a chance to fill out the customer satisfaction survey on that one. Um, but I'm not really sure of all the details of Donald Trump's plan, but kind of the highlights are this. He says he would establish... Uh, policies that would allow the VA facilities to compete with non-VA facilities. See, that's you got to have competition back in there. See, the problem with like the Department of Motor Vehicles, for example, is they don't have to compete with anybody. You know, they don't have to provide any good service. They get paid no matter how crappy of a job they do. They have no motivation. They have no incentive. So if you bring some competition to it, that's going to help improve the care. He says his plan would allow any veteran to go to a doctor that accepts Medicare, he says that he's um, <clears throat> going to do do um, reduce the waiting times. He doesn't say exactly, um, but he says, you know, think about him going to his doctor and having to wait four days. He said he didn't want to wait 15 minutes. So, you know, I don't think this plan necessarily goes far enough, at least from what I read, but it's certainly a heck of a lot more than anybody else has mentioned on the campaign trail. And, you know, it's just when we talk earlier, like we did about the benefits that are being the incentives to literally recruit illegals to come here to this country so that we can give them amnesty and give them money from like with the like with the quote 
um, ISIS refugees that are coming here from Syria. Um, the, the plan is to give them jobs, to give them housing, to give them medical benefits for years while our veterans literally die waiting for care, while our veterans sleep under overpasses because they're homeless. Not enough is being said by the Republican Party or by our candidates and or even by um, average Americans. We should be screaming about this. Every last one of us. So, uh, but then again, this is a country that, you know, really is, is, is still what's happened. I mean, how many videos came out about what was it? 10 videos from Planned Parenthood that they're chopping up babies and selling the parts. What happened with that? What was that story? Oh, I guess that was like two weeks ago, Todd. Nobody cares about that anymore. Children being chopped up. Out of we my have- younger friends, not one person posted that on Facebook or even knew it, seen it. But meanwhile, they'll post all these things about the Republicans trying to take uh, away Planned Parenthood and that, that that's a bad thing. Right. Yeah. All the Republicans have said is, hey, you know, fund it yourself. You know, if you no taxpayer dollars going to Planned Parenthood, if you're such a great organization, Planned Parenthood, you ought to be able to go out and get enough money from private citizens, not take my taxpayers dollars It's bad enough. They should be under criminal investigation. It should absolutely be against the law for anything pa- at least past a heartbeat. I mean, good grief, even over in the great socialist Scandinavia that they love so much, you know, you, you're, you don't get an abortion past a heartbeat. How in the world are we letting this happen in our nation? Oh, here's an article. Speaking of this, this is the America Off the Rails segment. Did you hear this, Todd? In 2008, this woman, Jennifer, was convicted of manslaughter because she crashed her car and killed her baby. She um, was under the influence of drugs and alcohol. Well, her uh, conviction was overturned because they said that the child was not a person. Now, this was... uh, after the car crash, what had happened was she was in the third trimester when she when she drove under the influence of alcohol. She was in her third trimester, so the baby was delivered via C-section, lived five days after the C-section, and then died because of the accident. Although, I don't really know if they did an autopsy. I don't know how much of, of the death was caused by the accident itself or the alcohol or drugs that she consumed. But the court just said that it wasn't a human being. This is a person who lived five days, not a human being. I mean, this this should be on the cover of every news everywhere. This is I can't even believe that I'm even reporting this story tonight that here in America, a human being that was alive for five days is not considered a person. Hello, party of science. They're still trying to convince me. That every time it snows, it's a result of of global warming. But I'm not supposed to think that a, a five a person that's been alive for five days is a person. That's a human being. I'm not supposed to believe that. And 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 we're not allowed to draw some comparisons between what's going on here and what happened with the Nazis and the devaluation of life. Let me tell you, the Democrat Party is a party of death. They're the party they don't give a crap about human beings or any kind of life at all. They're, they're the equi- this is the equivalent of ISIS to me. Whoever this judge was who did this, you're no better to me than, than the ISIS who marched the Christians up and down the beach and cut their heads off. There, I said it. That's, that's literally how I feel. That's not being, being hyperbolic. Um, a good news story, though, is in um, this comes out of North Carolina. And it, it, it's just common sense. You know, there are actually some politicians out there that have common sense. This, this governor in North Carolina, Pat McCrory, decided to deal on his own with the sanctuary city issue. Governor said, you know what? I'm going to pass a law 
that bans any policy that interferes with the enforcement of federal immigration laws. So the cities can't be getting over on the federal laws because they got a governor with a common sense there. HB 318 reigns in local and municipal policies that disregarded federal law by providing sanctuary or safe cities and public health benefits like food stamps for individuals um, illegally in the U.S. The governor is quoted as saying, we cannot allow our local officials in towns and cities in North Carolina to make up their own rules that conflict with our nation's laws and our nation's values. How sad is it, Todd, that we now have to pass laws that say it's against the law? to break the law i don't get to break the law how is it that we got anybody who's a government official in any city out here being allowed to break the law to where the governor has to come out and stop them from breaking the law but that's really where we are and um, whoever wrote this article i can't i I think it was from breitbart um said that um since congress has been trying to figure out trying to you know talk about the cutting off fundings to cities um, that didn't pass, by the way. It was, uh, I think it was passed by the House, but shot down by the Senate. He says, why not go ahead and um, do that, but redirect the funding to the states which pass the laws such as this? And basically, it's a net neutral for the taxpayers, but it's an incentive. It's like, okay, we're not going to take money away necessarily from this town over here, but we're going to give more money to these people over here, redirect it. So it's an incentive maybe for states uh, to do the right thing. So you shouldn't have to, pick the pockets of the taxpayers to get the officials to do the right thing. But unfortunately that's where we're at um, in, in this country. Um, I think we'll go ahead and take the break because I want to have some time to get into the next couple stories. Um, do you hear what about what it means to be walking while black Todd? No, I don't. you've never heard that term. We're going to, you're going to find out what it means to, to be caught walking while, while black. When we come back. Hey, this is the Andrea K. Show right here on AM 1170. The answer. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Enjoy a night out on the town at San Diego's very own Mystery Cafe Dinner Theater. Come enjoy a good murder mystery, get some laughs, and a three-course meal for two, just $64.50, $129 value. The Mystery Cafe Dinner was voted the best dinner theater from the San Diego Union Tribune. Come see what the mystery everyone is talking about. Visit CrazyPriceMall.com to get your tickets today. For over 25 years, Loma Linda University Medical Center has used the healing power of protons to fight cancer. Proton treatment is fast and painless, so you get right back to your day. It's non-invasive with fewer side effects, so you stay as active as you like. And because it's so precise, targeting only cancer cells, you can do what you love and celebrate life. Visit protons.com. Learn why more people have had proton treatment at Loma Linda than anywhere else in the world. Explore the advantages of proton treatment over other cancer treatments. And share the success stories of real-life proton patients. Visit protons.com to find out how proton treatment at Loma Linda is your best chance to live life cancer-free. Visit protons.com. 
ProtonsProtons.com. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Isn't that the same song that we just played going to break? <laughs> Are we running out of songs on the? Are we running out of songs on the Flash Dance soundtrack? We are. All right. So hey, give me some suggestions then, peeps out there. What to play? What next bumper music we had to go with? Um. All right. So walking while black. Evidently, it's like a scary thing to do these days because you know anything can happen to you, particularly um, from the police departments. Right. I mean, come on. How absurd is this woman? I can't call her a lady. This person, Dorothy Bland, she's the dean of the School of Journalism at the University of North Texas. See, I thought Texas was a place where there was some sanity, but maybe not, at least not in North Texas. Um, Anyway, this woman, she says that, um, you know, she basically was um, suffered the condition of walking while black. Um, the only problem is, is that because um, she says that this walking while black is the same thing that happens to people driving while black. In other words, getting harassed uh, by the police department. But the problem is, is that she failed to realize that the police departments these days, you know, thanks to all of your complaints, they all have like cams right now, like video cams. Anyway, she goes on after she has an encounter of walking while black. She decides to write an op-ed piece about it in a Dallas paper. And here's what she describes. Flashing lights and sirens from a police vehicle interrupted a routine Saturday morning walk in my golf course community in Corinth. Such a struggle, right? She's living in a golf course community. She says, like most African-Americans, I, yeah, (laughs) I'm familiar with the phrase driving while black, but what, what, uh, was I really being stopped for walking on the street in my own neighborhood? She was incredulous. She says she was so terrified that the police intimidated her. She says, knowing that the police officers are typically armed with guns and are a lot bigger than my little five foot four inches, I had no interest in my life story playing out like Trayvon Martin's death. <gasps> I stopped and I asked the two officers if there was a problem. I don't, I don't remember getting a decent answer before one of the officers asked me where I lived. Oh, good God, he asked her a question. Um, Although not related to Sandra Bland, she says, I thought about her and Freddie Gray and the dozens of others who have died while in police custody. Uh, I mean, she's such an amazing writer. I was literally like quivering as I read this because I just could feel her, you know, her fear and her trepidations. Um, She says, you know, that. um, Basically, that. What ended up really happening, I'm not going to keep reading this woman's ridiculousness, but basically what happened was she's walking down in the middle of the road like a typical entitlement mentality libtard and a truck had to come to a screeching halt to keep from hitting her. So then he looks over at the police officers and he's like, like, are you going to do something about this woman who's walking in the middle of the road? Like she owns the road. I mean, she's a pedestrian. Get to the side of the road, you idiot. So, you know, they do what they did. And this is all on video because see, she writes this op-ed piece and it's read by the police department they happen to read it and they go you know what we're going to bust this woman so then the uh, the head of the police department writes the truth about what happened including what the truck driver did 
and has it all on video how they politely walked over to her and in the interest of her own safety, explained to her that it's probably not best walking down the middle of a road in front of trucks that could drive her over. Quite frankly, I think that they were a little too kind and they should have just let her be hit, okay? Because if this is how she's going to react... Then, you know what, let her be run over by a truck. What I want to know is, is if she was white, a journalist writing this article, she should have been fired. Okay, this is this is fraud. This is libel. This is libelous, libelous to the police department. And you know what, it's really not funny. That we've got somebody who's the dean of journalism flat out lying in an article and misrepresenting so that she can race bait. This is race baiting while typing is what this is. It's it's committing libel while typing. It's just an outrage. I'm just so sick and dang tired of it. And then tonight I see on Fox News, I see this this black woman who was caught on video holding a gun to the camera saying, you know, basically threatening white people. I'm coming after you. You MF this. And, you know, it's you basically I'm going to hunt you white people down. Well, yeah, you know what? Threats to police officers. Well, yeah, they hauled her into, into jail. You know, it's time for these people that are these race baiting fools who are just causing so inciting so much violence and hatred. Two police officers were shot in the head because of crap like this knock it off you're not a victim woman dean you're wa- you live in a golf course community you walk in the middle of the street and you got a problem with somebody coming over and asking you politely to get out of the street it's ridiculous you know what i need to lighten up a little bit you know what we need to do we need to talk to della that's what we need to do yeah you guys ready for a little della b well here we go babies well, hey, baby. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Della B, where you been, girl? Oh, I've just been sticking my nose in all kinds of places and trying to stay out of trouble. Oh, uh, well, is it a clean nose now after where it's been, or is it all dirty? You've been dirty? It's a little out of joint. <laughs> oh, a little out of joint. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't need to be talking about joints. Okay. Now, why? Where? what's been going on, Della? Well, I, I was just now looking at... Uh, you know, we have to say goodbye to the Tennessee stud, Fred Thompson. Yeah. You know, I was just shocked to learn of his death, of his passing. I always admired him. Um, and he was the Tennessee stud. You know, he dated Lori Morgan, had a mm-hmm. string of, you know, lovely ladies all the time. He was a great uh, attorney, uh, was on the Watergate um, Republican Defense Council. Nixon, on some tapes, said... Um, called him dumb as hell, um, but he really wasn't dumb. He was very smart and cagey. He was um, a brilliant man. In fact, he, he, was his, brilliant. He, he, he was a rare commodity, at least for politics today, because as a republic, he was a Republican questioning a Republican mm-hmm. in a Republican administration. That ain't happening today. We got, you know, mm-hmm. what's happening with Hillary. So he was a man of character and integrity. I didn't even know he yeah. had cancer, Della. Um, well, apparently it had been going on, off and on for a while. I, you know, 73 these days doesn't seem very old to me. He did have a younger wife and younger children. And right. so um, I guess it's a loss to them. He was, he is a loss to the Hollywood community. He played, his career in movies started when he played himself in a movie um, uh, called Marie um, and went on to be in No Way Out, The Hunt for Red October. Oh, excellent. Um, excellent. Yeah. I don't remember him in No Way Out. All I remember he is the limo scene the in No Way Out. He, he was the director. Well, <laughs> Hello. it was hard to ignore, <laughs> you know, 
the white navy uniformed. And, oh Lord! Oh my goodness! Oh, it's such a hot movie. Yeah. But Fred played the CIA director in that, and it was said of him in Hollywood that if you wanted somebody to play a governmental powerful person, then you would get Fred Thompson. Mm-hmm. And uh, being a lawyer, he was a natural actor, a really good one. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he didn't get through the uh, presidential uh, election cycle the last time, but he he had a full life, apparently. So, mm-hmm. so long to him. Great yeah. actor, great man, and a stud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need more Fred Thompsons. Yeah. So rest in peace, Tennessee stud. <laughs> I know. He was from Alabama, by the way. Oh. He was actually born in Alabama. He, he lived in Tennessee. Represent- he actually had Al Gore's seat. He, he took the seat that Al Gore vacated when he become, became the vice president there. Um, you know, and he was busy with, you know, creating the Internet and whatnot. So that was the well, seat yeah. that Fred took and was in the Senate for many years. Oh, and he was, uh, and he was, uh, he was saving the world from climate change. I was too. At the same right. time, he was creating the internet. Okay, go on. I know. I I feel kind of disconnected. Uh, Fred also sat in for Paul Harvey when Paul Harvey was on vacation. I didn't. That's like a little tidbit for people there. So, so long, Fred. Yeah. But anyway, uh, speaking of not studly, uh huh. The anti-Fred looking like a bonehead is uh, Quentin Tarantino. Boy, oh boy, he's really stuck his mouth and foot in it and put I mean, his foot in his mouth. Right, so much so that his dad's even speaking out against him evidently. But I, to be honest, I'm not really, I know that he's been running his mouth against the cops, but what's the real yep. deal? What's this all about? Well, he showed up at, there was on October the 24th, there were a number of protests across the nation uh, called Rise Up October about, you know, alleged police brutality. And so Quentin flew into New York, into Manhattan to to go to a protest. And he's talking about uh, he's on the side of the murdered when he, you know, he's, he's a human with a conscience. And when he sees murder, then he has to say something. So, you know, so these cops. Apparently, are murderers. Okay. So he's calling the police officers, our law enforcement people, our and men and women in blue, uh, murderers. You know that this is some kind of rampant thing. It, this was four days after um, an officer was, had been killed while pursuing somebody in New York City. So mm-hmm. he said the timing was just bad on that. So now what's happened is you've got. Law enforcement organizations in New York, New Jersey, Chicago, Philadelphia, and uh, L.A., along with um, the National Association of Police Organizations, coming out wanting to boycott a film that, that Quentin Tarantino um, is going to be opening on Christmas Day called The Hateful Eight, which is about some gunslingers, you know, trapped in a cabin or something. It's supposed to be the film, um, you know, to be looking for this Christmas season and the pre-lead up to the you know Academy Award nominations. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, um, producer for this, and most of Quentin Tarantino's films, including Pulp Fiction, is irate because you, you don't, you just don't need to be going there, running your mouth like this. And so this is this is uh, money um, here we're talking about. And what just happened is the National Border Patrol Council has now joined all these others. Uh, organizations are coming out um, against Quentin Tarantino, and they're calling for, along with other police organizations, boycotting providing law enforcement services to 
Tarantino films and productions. You know, when you when you go into an area to film, you have to have protection, you have to have security, traffic control. A lot of this is provided by off-duty officers. Right. So, as well as even on on duty, uh, oftentimes uh, the police units will be brought in for traffic control and as well as providing, you know, different types of services, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. regarding movies and premieres. I mean, there's there's often coordination between these big productions and law enforcement right. agencies, even when they're on duty. So, I mean, yeah. really, you're, I mean, it's it's insanity. It, to, to do something like this. I mean, I, well, if I was here, I've said for a long time, if I was an exec producer of a film, if I was a Harvey Weinstein, I would make my uh, top talent. And that would even include the directors in, in anybody on the on that end of the production. I would make them sign documentation that they're going to keep their mouth shut and not be talking politics or getting involved with politics. Because you know what? There's even a they they so they're so in their bubble in Hollywood and in, in L.A. that they they don't understand that when it particularly when it comes to something like this, hey, there's even a lot of people on the left who appreciate the police officers who are out there keeping us safe, you know, and, yeah. and come and coming to protect us when we need them. And, exactly. you know, and, and here he is. I mean, how many, you know, oh, they're murderers. Well, you know, I, I, you think any cops can ever want to come? He better never. He better not need to be calling him 911 for himself, girl. He better have a whole lot of protection paid for from private security. Because if you were a cop, would you come to help him? I probably, if I, if I was a cop, if I was a, if I was a public servant like that, you, you know, you you, you, you're, you serve and protect. You even serve and protect the flying. You know, I think they would probably do it, but yeah. they would probably hold their nose. I mean, because that's their <laughs> spirit. I mean, well, that's the, true. the largest majority. I know a lot of law enforcement people. And they, that's, that's what they do. That's what's ingrained in them. That's what they, you know, it's yeah, not just a job yeah, to them. You're right. It's kind of like doctors that will, somebody yeah. comes into a trauma center. It doesn't matter if they're the one who pulled the trigger or on the receiving end of the bullet, they're going to try to save the life of the person who came in. And, I, and you're right. Two, that is two, the spirit right. of the law enforcement yeah, community. I, I mean, you know, and two, two of the stars have come out to flap their gums. Uh, Jamie Foxx, who was in, has previously been in, was in Django Unchained, a movie I didn't bother to watch because my understanding was that it was so filled with the F-bomb, why bother? He came out and said, just keep telling the truth and don't worry about the haters and called Quentin boss. Boss, no. okay. Boss, uh-huh. yeah. Well, you know, what we, knew, we knew that mm-hmm. Tarantino was really not all mentally stable when he was dating Margaret Cho, okay? So he's <laughs> he's been on record for years now not being completely stable. And, you know, he, he, another reason why he's completely stupid is the dude needs another hit. I mean, when was the last time he had a successful movie, okay? Because Django Unchained wasn't exactly, you know, a, a box office bonanza. Well, actually, actually, if you go worldwide, it was four hundred twenty-five million dollars. Well, all right, I stand corrected. Then there's a it lot of big. insanity around the world. I don't know. It depends there on where is. the revenues is coming from, whether it's coming That's from box office or whether it's mm-hmm. coming from 
you know, video sales or whatever. But, you know, hey, I could be wrong. See, I don't know. See, I hadn't seen a, yeah, I haven't seen a Tarantino well, film since Pulp Fiction. I, okay. I, well, that's really, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I can't go there. I don't know. He grates on me. Right. Chris Christie not wanting to let, a tr- let something get by. And Rand the other night, his big point uh, besides taking on the media was law enforcement and meeting a president that's backing law enforcement. He came out and blasting Tarantino, uh, saying that if Tarantino, see Weinstein wants him to apologize, Christie is saying it's too late for that. It is too late. It's too late for that. And we need a president that's going to be behind our law enforcement. Well, you know what? I, I'm not interested in anything Christie has to say because that's the dude <laughs> that, that appointed a judge and, and uh, you know, happily stood there all proud that as he was shaking the judge's hand, he was holding a Koran, okay? You know, there is no more tyrannical, oppressive in terms of, you know, and I don't know if you're following me in the connection between law enforcement and Sharia, but you can't be about, you know, protecting the people if you're on board with Sharia, okay? That's is that, true. Yeah. That's so anyway, true. so what else is I, happening I think, up in Hollywood? Well, speaking of oppressive religions, Leah Remini, uh, Ooh. Now, now, Ooh. speaking former, of needing security, Leah Remini. Uh, now, yeah, probably more than, you know, Clinton needs from, you know, but uh, Leah Remini came out on 2020 uh, with an interview. Her book is, was released today. Uh, called Troublemakers Surviving Hollywood and Scientology. She left the Church of Scientology after 30 years um, when uh, two years ago she she left the church. She finally had enough of them and uh, she had some revelations the other night. Um, well, what's new about you? Because you've reported on Scientology before and you've actually up it participated in one of their auditing sessions before as you've shared I did. what did you learn that you didn't know before about Scientology because we all know they've got Jean Travolta did the movie with the crazy like character and the the Right. The Thetons or whatever they're called. Well, yeah. Okay. So here's kind of what's nice about this particular interview is that she was she was in Scientology since she was a child. I mean, this was she was the real deal in the church. So you got to understand when she got to the level and it cost about almost three hundred thousand dollars. You go through these levels to get, you know, clearer and clearer this wacko business where you get more into understanding of what the whole thing is about. And she finds out, you know, that, that the revelation is that there's some in- galactic dive in, in the volcano and spirits all over you and all this stuff, that this is what the big secret is that you spend all this money to get to. But it's some crazy poo-poo, okay? <laughs> but what do you do? Your right. entire life, your entire family is wrapped up in this. And it's oppressive, like the Sharia thing, like like Islamic uh, stuff can be. Yeah, they've um, got minders that follow them around and watch what they say. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, when the, when bless their hearts, speaking of Travolta, when, when they were, I think, in, in the Bahamas or the Caribbean somewhere and they're their boy with autism died before they even had a chance to mourn him. They were hustled back to the center in Florida and put through auditing sessions. And, you know, I mean, to me, that's terrorizing people when they're in the middle of grief. I mean, good grief. They lost a child. But they, they were being the child. they were being minded. And they were being minded and being controlled because the church didn't want them to talk about his autism. 
Right, because they have they have uh, cured. They, there's no psych, psychiatric issue that they can't deal with. I mean, recruits right. uh, was was uh, took on and argued with Matt, Matt Lauer, but he didn't know the history of psychiatry. But Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if he even has a high school education. Um, he knows all about the history of psychiatry. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know they did, couldn't. They had to keep the lid on that situation because they denied um, all those years that there was anything really. Uh, Wrong with him, with right. their son, who, who tragically passed away. Um, so, getting back what, to Leah Remini, what did we, new did we learn from her? Well, what I learned that had my mouth gaping was that the Cruz Holmes wedding was the wedding of the century, and that uh, Leah Remini ruined it. She, she ruined did. it. What she do? Did she? Yes. Did she just drink too much and dance a little too crazy? Out there no, in front she of people. kept asking. She kept asking where the leader of the church's wife was at, <laughs> that she had been friends with at this huge event that her best friends, Tom Cruise and the leader uh, of the church, David Miscavige, are absolute best buddies. And where's his wife at? And so Leah Remini, just because she's been friends with her, is looking around, going, "Where's Shelley?" And so she starts asking. Well, then they try to shut her down. The next thing you know, everybody's writing these reports on her, mm-hmm. and she was sent to Florida and did three months down there in and being being having her brain reformed. A re education camp. <laughs> in in a roast roach infested hotel. Oh, no. From from the King of Queens from like a star of a major successful sitcom to Roach Motel until she so. got her act together. So what happened is one of the people that complained on her, allegedly, it wasn't signed, it was typed, was Katie Holmes. Well, Katie Holmes gave um, a statement to ABC News um, to to provide for this this interview that she was sorry, basically, I don't have the exact quote, for how she had um, upset Leah in the past and that she wished her the best. Okay. All right. So that was a capitulation that, you know, Leah Rimini really needed to hear because, yeah, y'all did this to me. And she right. said that the, re- she, the reason she stayed in the church is because her mother and her sister and her husband even. There are people that will want to leave. leave and I say the word church because that's what they refer to it as. But, so, um, but she, that there are people that want to leave the organization, the church, the Scientology, and they they lose their they lose their spouses, their children, their family members because they're cut off. Because it's um, a cult. They, I'll say it. You can't say it, Della, but I'm going to say it. that's a cult to me. You know, when you yeah. when you're controlling people's lives, you're controlling their space and their whole person following them around and, uh, con- uh, you know, monitoring their be- actions, their behaviors, and then attempting to correct it uh, mm-hmm. according to what they, and, and, and it's, it's a cult. It is. So mm-hmm. did her whole family leave at this point? They did. They did. She didn't, you know, when she was, she was going to leave and she's like, I don't know what my family's going to do. And they did. Uh, her husband uh, left, left the church and her mother, her sister, um, yeah, they all left, so they're all out, and so she has them. Uh, the, the Church of Scientology, basically their response to this was they, when the interview was going to happen, they actually dropped off a bunch of, of materials on Leah Remini, um, you know, all her transgressions, and they basically said, we're glad that she's gone, um, you know, she, that we no longer have her in our church. So she's embarrassing and rude. Well, 
<laughs> we know long, we know how long I have any use for. I got no more use for this guy. It's like my cousin Vinny. That's the response. <laughs> okay. She gave him $2.5 million at one time, along with paying for all of the stuff you have to pay for. Right. So, yeah, yeah. You know what so. they made out good. You know, I, I there have been reports before that it ain't that easy to leave Scientology. No. Um, but I think that with her her temperament and her who she is, I think they just didn't want to mess with her. They're like, okay. Well, the problem with the, the church is that the, the Internet has happened and, and mm-hmm. more of their stuff can be revealed easily. Right. Yeah. You know, she actually had one of the things they don't permit their members to do is to go on the inter- Internet and look up uh, um, anything that's negative. So she find what made her kind of precipitated her going out and out was she actually decided she would break rules. She broke rules when she had an epidural when she gave birth, you know, not supposed to have any pain meds or scream or anything. Right. So she broke rules, went on the Internet and looked it up. And lo and behold, here's all this information mm-hmm. and all these people that have left the church and the things that they say. Mm-hmm. And that was what gave partly gave her, you know, the courage to finally say, I've had enough. Mm. And so, well, good for her. Well, speaking of enough, I think we got to let it go tonight, Miss Della, because we're running out of time with you. Thanks for bringing it. All right. Now, I wish I had some time to do a debrief and autopsy on them real housewives of the OC. Oh, gracious. We'll but, talk after Brooks. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, the real housewives of Orange County. That's right. Now, I've got people out there that mock me for being into the housewives of the OC. But let me tell you, I told somebody the other night, don't mock, okay? Mm-hmm. Go, go and you you just pull it up on a little bit of On Demand and watch just a couple episodes from this season because this was a juicy one. And there might even be end up being some fraudulent or criminal things coming out of this one. We I don't know. We'll have to see. So maybe next you know week what? we'll talk about that. You know what? It may not be some people's reality, but it's the OC's reality. It is. And it's our reality, Della. And I love to watch it. Oh, yeah. It's good. It's good TV. <laughs> it is. All right, Della. Love you. Yeah. All we'll right. talk at you next week, baby. All right. Bye-bye. Mwah. You know, mock all you want, people, but I love my housewives. I've been watching the OC since it first started 10 seasons ago, and it's still solid and Vicky. The OG of the OC brings it every season. I'm telling you, tune in Thursday night. They're going to be the interview with Brooks. Y'all who watch it, you know what I'm talking about. This is juicy this season. I don't bother with them New Jersey Haints or New York. I mean, those are just posers. People up there, they like act like they got some attitude or got something going. They really don't, um, at least in my opinion. Um, anyway, um, speaking of nonsense... Because people think reality TV is nonsense. You know what? It's not any more nonsense than what's, what else is going on out here in this state politically. You want to hear this, Todd? We went, you and I went through school at the wrong time. You know what they're, do, you know what they're doing now in California? At least in one school district, uh, 50 miles, uh, the Cotati Ronert Park School District, 50 miles north of San Francisco. They've got a, uh, they found um, a new way to baby kids. The grading system, they're going to get rid of the A through F grading system, Todd. And now they're going to go from the 0 to 100% grading system. Uh, (laughs) Um, Now, instead of, um, you remember remember the grading system, right? Like, you know what an A was and, you know, an 80 to an 85, you know, is, is like, you know, the B range. Now, um, they're basically, you... 
you get a C basically for showing up at school. You don't get an F until you're well below 20%. It's, so it's basically, it's basically you show up. I can't even, honestly, I can't even figure out how even they're even doing this grading scale. It's basically not even grading kids. You show up as long as you basically show up and do almost nothing, you pass. You, an A is anything 80% and above. So what used to be a B is now an A. What used to be, a, uh, there's no D. You either fail or you get an A. Everything else is basically not even graded. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's, it's part of this mindset of the liberal mindset of just spreading around mediocrity we don't want to provide any incentives for anybody to be anybody to, to for anybody to do well because that might make somebody who's a D student feel bad about themselves. It's the removal of all ambition from everybody. We can't have winners anymore because we can't have losers. Well, that's life. It's to try to force equality out there, and and this is the kind of indoctrination and liberalism and Marxist crap that that is is destroying our country and this is why so many people that i know are really going to homeschooling because they can't afford necessarily you know the christian schools out there and do you know that tim tebow i think there's a lot of famous people that have done really well that were homeschooled and um that's really what what parents if if they can swing it out there what they should be doing but but one of the reasons why the left pushes so much for these, you know, programs to try to force employers to provide daycare and all this kind of stuff is they don't want people homeschooling their kids. They want everybody out in the workforce. They don't want traditional America. They don't want women staying at home. They want to say that that Republican men want women barefoot and pregnant. Well, the left, they don't want women staying at home with their kids. They want them getting up at five o'clock in the morning, hustling their kids off to school, going to a job somewhere that they hate all day long, making the same amount of money as the other person sitting next to them, regardless of who's working hard regardless of achievement. It's just the the redistribution of mediocrity. All right, we come back. <clears throat> we're going to take a break. We come back real quick. We're going to talk about Obamacare. We're going to talk about a little economics because we. I, I don't know that if they even got into any of this in the debate because they were so busy talking about clown presidencies and reality shows and dopey stuff during the economic debate. But there's some news coming out about that. <clears throat> and Then we'll wrap it up. This is the uh, home stretch of the Andrea K. Show coming up. Don't change that dial. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. There are times when people need a little extra money, honest, hardworking people, and some banks don't always make it fast or easy. But finally, there's a company who gets it, who could help my listeners who need it. Avant. 
You simply go to AvantOffer.com to check your rate. Risk-free with no effect on your FICO score. Complete your application in minutes and the funds could be in your account as soon as tomorrow. If any of my listeners need a loan between $1,000 and $35,000, go to AvantOffer.com. Avant will give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after you make your first payment on time. For this offer and to check your rate risk-free, go to AvantOffer.com and enter promo code BORROW. That's A-V-A-N-T-Offer.com, promo code BORROW. AvantOffer.com, promo code BORROW. Loans made by WebBank. Funds are generally deposited via ACH for delivery next business day if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. FICO is a registered trademark of Fair Isaac Corporation. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today 877-749-3533. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. That little bumper music song is for our buddy, David Weissman. Over there in Jerusalem, we love you here on the Andrea K. Show. We stand with Israel, and we're just so glad to be friends with him. He's just just burning it up, doing such good journalism work. He just recently start, launched his journalism career, and he's already got so many published articles and doing such a great job, and we love you. Um, it's November, even though it's 80 degrees at the coast here. Well, no, it was cooler today. It was like 75 um, November 1 is upon us. That means it's open enrollment time for Obamacare. Yay! Right now, as we talk tonight about Trump having to come out, or not having to, but yeah, needing to do something about the VA system. What is that? It's government-run health care. 300-something thousand veterans. Our heroes have died waiting for care, and the left wants to turn our entire, the rest of our, our health care system into that. And that's what Obamacare is about. It hasn't improved anybody's access to care. The 40 million people that were that didn't have insurance before don't have insurance because the even though 10 million people say have signed up for Obamacare, a majority of them were the people that, that had insurance before and lost it after Obama lied and said, if you like your doctor insurance, you can keep it. Well, it's open enrollment time. To make matters worse, premiums are going up. Because you know what? That's what happens with these socialist programs. It was a lie that everybody's bill would be about premiums would be the same as a cell phone bill. Remember that? It was a lie that everybody's cost would go down. It's a lie that nobody's taxes would go. There's like 40 taxes associated with Obamacare. Premiums are going up 60 something percent on average, 31 percent. Deductibles are, I think, a minimum $5,000 per person, I think, in a household. So rack that up if you got a family of four. What's the point of having insurance if you can't go to the doctor because you got to pay out of pocket? I mean, right now when we've got unemployment in double digits, I don't care what they say because they're not reporting it properly. 
A loaf of bread is doubled. Everything's cost is doubled. People can't afford these deductibles. So they're not getting any. They got and and on top of it, these exchanges have fewer people competing for them. So they've got fewer choices on where they can go for, for doctors. So their access to care is limited because there's not enough competition for the people. So you can even have an insurance card that says you got insurance, but that doesn't mean a doctor is going to see you. It's a fiasco. It's a nightmare. And there's really not been a Republican who's in any cogent manner really explain. I'm so tired of hearing the talking points of it's got to be potable so they can go across state lines. What does that mean to an average voter out there? It doesn't mean anything. You've got to explain what your solution is in a way that the American people can quickly understand it. Because we're thinking in sound bites now as Americans. They're voting off of what can fit on a bumper sticker. And there was an opportunity to not fund it and stand behind Cruz and the GOP didn't have the guts to do it. So they got to figure that out quickly. Um, I touched a little bit on economic news. Um, But the reality of the unemployment numbers is, I'm not really hearing this either, 93 million Americans are currently out of work. 93 million. I didn't didn't hear that. I don't think I I heard that. The um, unemployment, I'm still not even buying this 9.6%. There's two different ways, the U3 and the U6 number. The U6 number is the total unemployed. I'm not even buying that because so many Americans who stopped looking for work, went and filed for disability. And that's one problem that we've got in terms of, and, and you know, the left loves that because that just increases the dependency class. Um, I tell you who acts like he's an economic genius because he was in Congress during the Clinton years, which was some decent economic times, thanks to the Republicans in house. And that's Kasich or Kasich. I don't know how to say this fool's name. Um, he he's showing his idiocy. He's kind of trying to follow the um, Jeb Bush thing of, oh, I'm just going to be positive and optimistic. So he's the only idiot who came out after the debate and said he just like thinks the media is doing a dang good job. Um, well, this is a guy who says that um, that he just he's angry. He says he's just about had it with these people. The uh, other re- Republican candidates. Who are these idiots who says talking about abolishing or or doing anything about Medicaid and Medicare and and who are these idiots? He says like um, who think that we should get rid of pack up or tell ten or eleven million people to pick up and go home. That's just crazy. He says that's just crazy. No, you're crazy, Kasich. And this is a guy that a lot of people are saying that they really wish the Republican Party would get behind. And so I'm, you know, when I when Bill Gray talks earlier about Jeb Bush needs to just go away and be gone, this is who Kasich is who the the establishment is going to back. This is their establishment guy. And he's from a he's from a key state, Ohio, even though he couldn't deliver Ohio in 2012. I think that um I'm concerned that they're they're going to be pushing him. But, you know, he's so down in the polls that, you know, maybe it's not going to maybe it's not going to matter in the long run. All right, Mr. Todd, before we go, I got a few minutes left. What happened with the game tonight? Tell me Carolina lost, buddy. Do you want me to tell you the truth or not? I want you to tell me Carolina lost and then you can tell me well, the truth. Well, I can't say anything then. Did they win? Are you serious? How in the world are they winning? They're like one of the few undefeated teams left. And the Patriots and the Broncos. Wow. And you know what's interesting about the Broncos is that going into this game, he had thrown seven touchdown passes and like 11 interceptions. I mean, the, the offense just has stunk with Denver. But what's that, what's that quarterback's name down in Carolina? That fool? He's Cam good. Newton? Cam Newton. I mean, he, 
Really? I mean, you got to be smart to be a good quarterback. The guy acts like, if you've seen interviews with him, I mean, he acts like he doesn't have a, have a brain in his head, but here they are winning. That's not good for my Saints, Todd. I wish you told me something a little bit better. We just got some update about the lady walking while black. Oh, we got an update on her? Yeah, Farrakhan just released a statement. <laughs> what did he say? He said he thinks it would be a lot more safe if all African Americans skip <laughs> instead of walk to where they're going. You better hope you don't get in trouble for saying that over the air. Possibly Talk. cartwheel. <laughs> if you have it in you. <laughs> you might get in trouble for being racist saying that now. Don't be saying that. Farrakhan said it. Oh, Farrakhan said it, did he? Let me see if I got some other economic news real quick. Um, here's, you know, I asked my friend Timothy Shea to do a little research um, recently before I went on America Trends TV and because um, I was going to be debating Chris Hahn and I never had a chance to really use this information. But I had asked him, I said, find some scoop for me because, you know, the left, I mean, when you have 20,000 people showing up at a rally for a socialist, we need to be as a party, we need to be talking about socialism and what it means. So I said, find out for me if you've got any stats that talk about what would happen if we confiscated the wealth of all the wealthiest people out there, what would it really do um, to our debt? And so thank you, hat tip to uh, T for, for getting me for this. Basically what it would do is it would force all the billionaires out of the country and they take all their money with them, which would then end up causing a meltdown. Um, I mean, really, if you've only got say, you know, a few hundred of these uber wealthy people, it really would end up barely, I think it, it wouldn't even, I think it totals 1.7 trillion. So you confiscate all the wealth. We still have, if you confiscated 100% of the wealth of the truly wealthy out there, Todd, it's only 1.7 tr- total trillion and we owe 18 trillion in debt. So it does, the numbers don't even add up. We need the Republicans to point that out because there's really very little daylight between Hillary and Sanders, even though, you know, she tries, she's trying to position herself in the middle of the road. Like I'm not crazy like that socialist Sanders dude. Well, yes, she is. And the Republican party needs to point out some things, some other stats that T provided for me, because they love talking about Denmark and the great socialist Scandinavia in Denmark alone, o- over half the people there don't work. receive some form of government assistance, which means fellow taxpayers. You've got more takers than makers. Um, You've got most of the makers leaving over there because they're tired of giving all their money away to people that don't work. They have the highest suicide rate in the world. The children there spend more time in institutions than they do with their family. And of course, they have the scourge that is the rise of Islam, which is why Poland is, you know, had that sign up over there. So that's that's the reality kind of of what's going on over there. I want to read before I run out of time. I got 2 minutes. I got to read a couple of my favorite tweets um that have that actually come from President Trump, not really. Uh, this is from at right in Trump. My two favorite tweets of the day. The first one is the best way to teach a child about socialism is to take half their Halloween candy and give it to the kid who's too lazy to trick or treat. Right? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. The other one is, this is really my favorite one. He says, I didn't realize how much Ben Carson wanted to be president until we were bobbing for apples on Halloween and he held my head underwater. <laughs> what? You didn't think that's funny, Todd? Well, I barely. Right. Yeah, it's all right. I thought it was funny. It cracked me up. Of course, I haven't slept in three days. Anyway, it's just the time change making me all tired and cranky. Hey, you know what? 
I'm going to be on Craig's Sewing Show tomorrow from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on KCBQ AM 1170. We're going to be talking about the latest whatever is happening politically tomorrow. Um, I might also be on his show um, Wednesday and Thursday, too. So keep I'll keep you posted on that. And then maybe I can report back and tell you what it was like to go to my first ice hockey game. Yeah? Go goals. Yeah, go goals. All right. Hey, go all you guys out there. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. Every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on KCBQ AM 1170, The Answer. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Instagram now. And like my fan page on Facebook. Have a great night. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Andrea K.